0: Hello and welcome to Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture with me, Lim Suan. Social work may not be a very visible profession, but social workers work to protect and help some of the most vulnerable in our society. But as we continue to hear reports that we simply don't have enough social workers per population, what are we also doing to protect social workers and the work that they do so that this is, some, this is a profession that can continue to also give back to society? So in conjunction with the 50th anniversary of the formation of the Malaysian Association of Social Workers this year, um, joining me on the show today to share more about what social work is and also why a social work profession bill is needed are uh, Dr. Tio Ai-Hua, President of MASW and Saskia Bloom, Chief of Child Protection at UNICEF Malaysia. Thank you both so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you for having us. Um, Dr. Tio, I'll start with you. Maybe you could start us off by explaining what exactly social work is and the purpose of it in society.
1: Thank you BFM for having uh, us from the Malaysian Association of Social Workers. Um, Social work actually ha- is a helping profession. Yeah? Uh, The uniqueness of the social work is actually is helping profession with a specific knowledge and skills and guided by values and principles and also ethics, code of ethics that social workers work with mostly with uh, the most vulnerable people uh, Communities in in society, mm-hmm. um, so it started in the US in the UK. It started more than 100 years ago. Yeah, uh, as a response to the needs of society, when the family and community resources would not be able to to cope, okay, uh, to sustain the uh, the needs of individuals and families. So, uh, so the the response from charity organizations, and then the, you know. Uh, started and eventually uh, when government started to have provide social services that's where social work became uh, more uh, visible and eventually it it started as a what they call train social workers trained and and educated at the tertiary level Mm -hmm. so social work in, in a nutshell the purpose is actually focusing on enhancing and empowering individuals families and community so that they can they can enhance their own social function, not relying on or not depending on assistance from, from the states uh, for, for, for long term. So basically, we are social work is a profession. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a job. Okay. I have to stress that because a lot of people still uh, what they call have a misperception about social work, which we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. Social work is a profession, it's a job, it's a career. For, for those who want to make a career out of helping people. So it focuses on enhancing uh, social functioning of individuals, family and community.
0: Mm. I want to talk about situations in which social workers would be called in. And, and I'll, I'll turn to you first, Saskia. Your work centres around child protection. In, in the case of children, you know, what kind of situations would a social worker be called in? And maybe if you give some examples of what you've seen here in Malaysia. Sure. So really
2: social workers... Uh, at the forefront of so many issues for children, um, you can think of children who are victims of violence, whether mm-hmm. it be sexual violence, physical violence, emotional violence, uh, children that have been neglected, uh, a child that is found abandoned or orphaned. Uh, but it can also be uh, supporting a family and a child after um, you know an accident or a tragic event uh, that might result in a disability. Um, so it can really uh, affect anyone in society. So this is these are situations where social workers play an important role. And I think maybe to put into context, because a misconception is that all these situations don't affect that many children. Mm-hmm. But when we're looking at the numbers, um, there's one uh, in seven adolescents in Malaysia that is uh, a victim of physical violence that's been physically attacked. Uh, one in twenty children in Malaysia uh, live with a disability and then there are also new threats uh, we now have learned that one in 25 uh have experienced online sexual exploitation and abuse so
1: mm-hmm. we talk about
2: one in 7 one in 20 one in 25 uh and social workers really play um uh a role in in assisting all of these all of these kinds of of uh, of children and, and their families
0: Mm. Um. If I could press a bit onto that, just to give Bill a better idea, if we take um cases of abuse, for example, right, I think that's what a lot of people can picture most easily. What would a social worker do in that situation to help the child and and perhaps their family as well?
2: Right. So, um, as uh, in in most contexts uh, around the world and in Malaysia, uh, abuse happens uh by someone that the, that the child knows actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first decision a social worker would have to make is whether a child is safe to stay with a family um, or not. So this is the most urgent and, and emergency decision, uh, if you will. So they need to navigate, uh, they need to evaluate a lot of different things. They need to navigate very complex situations. Um, and then further on, you know, whether a child stays with a family or is taken out of a family, you need to navigate the laws and policies around it um social workers play the role of an advisor to the child uh, counseling they need to advocate on behalf of a child um, so they need to also bring a lot of empathy and you can imagine it's it's very emotionally challenging being involved firsthand with uh, with these cases but that's why they're professional and and equipped to 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 do so
1: mm-hmm. and then if I, if I may mm-hmm. add is that uh, social workers not just work with the child alone because you, you are looking at the situation that family are struggling to cope with the situation, okay? And so you are working, a social worker is working when it comes come to child abuse cases, you are basically not only working with the, the child, but you have to work with the, with the family and maybe the extent the family has to bring uh, forward to come into the situation to assist. And you have to work with the court, you have to work with the police, hospitals, uh, the school systems okay to ensure that the, the the best interest of the child is is as protected
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay it's secure. so so it's it's quite a, a challenging work actually it's not just working one-to- one but you work with uh diverse systems and some of the system may not be very responsive or quick to respond to the needs of the child so that's a that's why the the social worker play, plays a very crucial role as a link and also as an advocate for the child
0: Mm. um Dr Teo, we've been talking about children but what other situations or in for what other individuals might a social worker be called in as well uh
1: so we have a few uh what we call uh, specific fields of practice okay so one is on child welfare and and and, and uh protection which uh which we just talked about and from children as well we, we look into the restorative justice or juvenile justice that children you know comes to the, the of committed uh, some minor offence, okay? And so we this is part of the uh, restorative justice, you know, how to do, uh, pro- so we have probation officers that works with children, okay? And then you have uh, social workers in the hospitals mm-hmm. that deals with health and mental health issues. Uh, we have social workers work in the drug, uh, drug uh, abuse and drug rehabilitation uh, situation, deals with uh, domestic violence cases, and also social workers work with uh when we work with children family that it also involves uh, people with disabilities and also elderly uh in some other countries uh we also have social workers working with the school because school, school social workers to prevent uh dropouts to ensure that the the, the family support of the, the child continue their, their schooling so, so, you can see that you know it's quite diverse. Okay, of course there are social workers who, are, who works with the, on on international scene, uh, mm. working with uh, refugees, documented uh, community or displaced persons. So these are these are also trafficking. So it's quite diverse.
0: Mm. Does it matter whether the social worker specialises in a particular field?
1: Um, in, in a way, when, when they start the journey into becoming social workers, normally they will go through the, the, the tertiary education of mm-hmm. getting a degree, either a diploma or a degree in social work. In most countries now, they, they start with, a, the three is a degree in social work. So after completing the three to four years kind of a first degree, so we call it the generic practice. Mm-hmm. So they, they learn about different communities, different issues, so, so that they, to equip them, go into different fields but once they they go into the job they really need to enhance their skills and knowledge in that specific field so that's where they they started to look into the specialization and this will be addressed in the postgraduate studies Mm. later
0: all right, um, we'll go for a quick break now and then continue this discussion when we come back on the show with me today are Dr. Tio Ai-Hua, President of the Malaysian Association of Social Workers and Saskia Bloom, Chief of Child Protection at UNICEF Malaysia. And we are talking about um the importance of social work as well as the need to protect social workers as well, which we'll get into when we come back from the break. So keep it here on Live and Learn, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture with me, Lim Su. And we are talking about the importance of social work and social workers in our society today. Um, it is also, and, and this year marks the 50th anniversary of the formation of the Malaysian Association of Social Workers. So we are talking about all of these combined together with Dr. Tio Ai-Hua, President of the Malaysian Association of Social Workers and Saskia Bloom, Chief of Child Protection from UNICEF Malaysia. Um, Before the break, we were going a bit into what social work is. Um, And now I want to talk more about the impact of it, right? Um, Saskia, from your experience, what have you seen? What differences do you see in terms of children who have access to social workers versus those who don't? Um, what, What difference does it make for them in terms of actually getting help and the protection that they need?
2: It makes a huge difference. Because you can imagine when, uh, let's take the example of uh, a child that has suffered from uh, sexual violence, mm-hmm. right? This is, this is something that may happen all of a sudden. Uh, the child doesn't know uh, what to do. There might be a lot of shame and stigma attached to it. Uh, the family doesn't know what to do. So a social worker is really the person that's experienced to come into the situation and navigate, you know, uh, how do you navigate the police interview, um, which services to connect to medical services, um, how to navigate the court system, uh, what are really the next steps um, immediately, but also in the medium term, you know, how do you recover from the trauma and move on from the trauma as well. So if you will, the social worker is the one that holds everything together um, so, it's 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 really important because I think a lot of uh, children's families would be really lost in, in this kind of situation, which they would have never um, experienced before, confronted before, and which involves a lot of trauma.
0: Uh, Dr. Theo, who assigns social workers to a case? Because some people, I mean, I, I think traditionally people might think that a lot of social workers come from the Jabadanka Kebajikan Masyarakat or JKM, but is that the case? Are there um, social workers from non governmental organizations as well?
1: Yeah, of course, when dealing with um, uh child abuse cases under the child act 2001 mm-hmm. uh the child protection officer okay spelled out in the in the act is a uh, social welfare officer yeah jkf from jkf yeah. okay but social workers work with in in like like is mentioned just now they work in different fields okay mm-hmm. and they work in different settings and organizations so social workers not only works in jkf but they are you can say that because of the statutory role that they play, uh, uh, that the law gives them the power to intervene, yeah? So uh, so we have a large number of social workers working with JKM, but we also have medical social worker, and to my understanding, there are currently nearly 300 uh, social, medical social workers working in the hospitals, yeah? So let's take the example of child abuse, yeah? Mm-hmm. So when the case is referred, it doesn't necessarily go to JKM straight away. Uh, the doctors may suspect, Okay, there's abuse cases. So the doctors will refer, the, will, will call the medical social workers at the hospital. Yeah? Mm. So the medical social workers will, will, will look into the situation and then they will contact the JKM. Okay, so so they, how, how they come into that. Yeah? So, and then we also have social workers working with NGOs. Yeah? Uh, the difference is that social workers working in JKM because when they are gazetted, under the the so the child what they call the, the Child Act two thousand one, mm-hmm. then they have the author they have the authority to intervene. Social workers they may from the NGO side they may work with the children and families, but they don't have the authority to intervene. You know to take the children out. Okay. So but they play a more preventive and also supportive role. Okay. So so that's that's a difference in in, in terms of organization settings. Okay. Uh, so social workers work, okay, the, the their, their work is also, you know, more or less defined by the the settings of their organizations. So uh, social workers work in, in a lot of, of, of organizations.
0: Mm, it's a whole network of them essentially.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um I want to also talk about numbers here for a bit because it's not new news that we don't have enough social workers. Um, Previous ministers for women, family and community development, including Dr. Dr. Wanaziza, Rina Harun, have all brought up time and time again, um, especially in the context of child protection officers as well, that we just simply don't have enough of them. Um, I've seen statistics that say we have one social worker for every 8,000 500 plus people um which is a huge number um but saskia what is an ideal ratio and why do we need that to to achieve that particular ratio right um what i
2: can tell you is that current ratio is one for 8,576 people in malaysia that is a ratio that's that's too low
0: mm-hmm. if you
2: compare that to doctors for example uh one doctor in Malaysia currently covers 625 people. So that mm-hmm. so we have 13 times as many doctors as social workers. Um, there is no ideal ratio that would be applicable for every country in the world because every country is different when it comes uh, to the need of social workers, and it also very much depends on you know the state versus NGO social workers and the capacities all the supplementary services that social workers can draw on. So there is no straightforward answer of the perfect ratio for every country. It needs to be defined for every country. Because you can also imagine that cases are very different. So right now we're looking at an average of 53 cases, 53 cases per worker. And you can imagine that even one of them can be very Um, time-consuming. You know, the example I've given uh, just earlier, so currently, there's not enough time for follow-up visits for repeat visits, which is so essential for making social work uh, successful. Um, and there is not enough time for children. If we're looking at children, for children at risk, at risk of abuse, So there signs of abuse, as Dr. Theo had, had mentioned, but maybe it hasn't happened yet, or maybe it isn't as obvious yet. Mm. So the whole preventative aspect, if you have uh, that high of a case load, um, you know, is can't can't be can't be pursued. So in order to know what the ideal ratio is for 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 Malaysia, um, we need to look at a few more uh, systemic questions to you know, like uh, what is the demand for really highly skilled social workers that would take on these these emergency cases, but versus what could paraprofessional social workers take on? Um, and then the ratio of government versus professional NGO social workers, but I think a good indication is to look at other countries. Singapore comes to mind, for example, because our neighbor uh, there, one social worker has uh, a caseload of about 3,500, not the caseload, sorry, a ratio. So one mm-hmm. social worker covers uh, a population of 3,500. So it's about uh, 2.5 more social workers than in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So, um
0: Yeah. Mm. And, and that's always a, a good way to sort of compare, right? I mean, we, we don't want to... We, we're not saying that that's what we should... um automatically achieve for but exactly. achieve for but at least it gives us a better idea of okay where everyone else is at and where we're at and we're definitely not there yet um it's, it's not just about the number of social workers but also the need for them to be qualified and competent um dr Thio, you mentioned a bit about a need for the uh, that social workers get a diploma or get a degree at least before they get into it um talk to me more about that, you know, what, what sort of qualifications and trainings do social workers in Malaysia go through? How long does it take for them to be someone who can sort of go into the field and do that work?
1: Okay. So, um, originally, uh, when we first started the uh, social work. Was introduced to Malaysia, you know, through the establishment of the social welfare department. Yeah, mm-hmm. so our pioneers in social work, they were mainly trained in Singapore then. Yeah, then eventually USM uh, University of Saint Malaysia started the first social education. Yeah, uh, a degree in in social work in 1975. Currently, we have eight public universities that offer a degree in social work. Yeah, and we have three private colleges and universities that offers diploma in social work. Yeah, um, and then two university, USM and my university, University of said that offers master of social by coursework. Okay, so basically the, uh, the degree, okay, is a tr- either three to four years. So the, the, the students will come in. So uh, basically they need, they need to learn about a few topics yeah? uh, or, or subject matters. Okay, psychology, sociology, human behaviors. Uh, uh, what you call communities and then they have the component of uh, uh, knowledge which includes law ethics um, and and also on on the social culture Mm -hmm. and then the social methods working with individuals working with families working with uh, communities then you have the the sub-specialization working with children working with Elderly working with people with disabilities, uh, drug abuse, and all this. Yeah. Mm. And then you have a very important, one important element of, of social education is uh, placement. Mm. Okay, if you will practice. Uh will practice is about four to six months. They need to go through that training with supervision. So they were attached with the agencies and they are asked to, to perform, uh, to carry out guided practice uh, before they can they can graduate. So that would take three to four years. Yeah. Uh, wherever you go to to any parts of the world to do social work, you need to go through that that placement. Okay, before you can graduate. So mm-hmm. that would, uh, what they call give you the exposure of of dealing with people, dealing with uh, with cases.
0: Yeah. So it's not a very visible profession compared to some of the others but it's definitely one that's highly skilled from what you've both um shared you know there's so much skills needed to to interact with both the the individual that you're trying to help but also with the other people that you need to talk to to help that individual. Um, it sounds like a terribly complicated um, job. I don't envy the role of those who, who work in it. Um, Let's then talk about the Social Work Profession Act or, or the bill. Um, Dr. Teo, this is something that social workers, um even MASW, have been calling for for years. I think it goes back at least a decade if not more. Um, give us a bit of background to the bill and and the progress over the years, and and why you are calling for this to be implemented now?
1: Okay, when social MASW was formed in, you know fifty years ago, uh, there was only a handful of social workers. Mm-hmm. okay not more than 100 in in the country and then we only have the the social education just started at usm in 1975 so you can imagine that at that at that time they don't see any needs of any law to mm-hmm. regulate the profession yeah uh, because the numbers are simply too small okay but after 1990s when there are more universities that comes in that offer social work and we started to have more social workers uh, coming in and we find that the social work positions at JKM hospitals uh, they employ graduates not from social work mm. okay so they are from science from technical uh, not to say that, that the discipline is not uh, helpful but when dealing people with uh, complex cases and and, and you know uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a different orientation So that's where we started to to talk about the needs for standardization of social education at that time. And then eventually we we started to look at, you know, probably we need to regulate the social workers. Okay. Uh, So that's where the idea of uh, competencies practice came into the picture in 2004. And after working with the ministry uh, of Women, Family and Community Development on on upskilling the competencies of, uh, the existing workers in, in work, especially working with children and then we started to realize that okay, that's more important for us to look into the regulations how to regulate a fit person okay a person that is trained and equipped with the knowledge and skills to come into that work so that's where in 2009 the ministry had already uh prepared a, a six-point memorandum and, mm-hmm. and submitted to the cabinet uh One of the uh, points is actually to have the bill, to have the law. Okay. And to establish a entity called council to, to regulate like, like other professionals, yeah, Mm the council to regulate. And, and the cabinet endorsed the six point memorandum in 2010. And that's where we started the drafting of the bill in 2010. Of course, it's it's a long process because uh, not many people have the idea what social work is. So that's how we started. And we have to do a lot of roadshows, okay, road shows not just to the public, but also to the government officials in states because uh, social welfare is under a concurrent list. Okay, it's very different from, from health and ed- education where under the national constitution is the federal, is the federal method. Mm-hmm. Uh, social welfare is a shared responsibility between the federal and the state, okay? So we have to do, we have to convince all the states uh, this proposed bill can bring benefits okay to the social welfare service in 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 all of Malaysia. So it took quite some time to to convene the state as well. Okay, so 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 that's that's where we started from 2010 and then now we are in 2023, 13 years. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, and we are still pushing, uh we are still mm-hmm. working to fine-tune that that the bill yeah.
0: Mm. Saskia, from your perspective, from UNICEF's perspective as well, um, why is there a need for this bill? How, how might it change how social work is done in Malaysia? I think we could
2: ask ourselves a, a simple question, which is, would you t- take a child to a doctor who is not registered and approved by the Malaysian Medical Council? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the answer would be no, because you feel like whatever decisions or actions they take may might, might impact their child's life forever, right? And I think that we we need to think about social work in the same way uh, because social workers have a huge responsibility uh, and we really want to ensure the quality of social work. Um, so I think that the, the, the social work bill uh, will really contribute to the quality um, of social work because social workers will have to be qualified and trained. There will be a mandatory competency framework. I think also important to think about that it will introduce accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, have you followed your training as a social worker, as your regulations uh, in your decision making? So there will be a, uh, an opportunity for complaints and discipline as well. Um, and I think importantly, it will give recognitions, uh, recognition to social workers because Malaysia has a long tradition of social work, as we have heard from, from Dr. Teo. And so we meet Malaysian social workers outside of Malaysia, in Australia, in Singapore and other countries, because the quality, uh, the academic quality is very high. Uh, but the recognition social workers uh, receive in Malaysia is, is, is not on par. So mm-hmm. they are leaving. So being recognized as a profession, um, I think, will also encourage social workers to stay. And those that stay longer in the profession will also in turn increase the quality of social work again. So I think in, in everything we think about in terms of the social work bill, the bottom line is uh, we think about social workers, of course. But we think about social workers because we care about the quality of care they can provide to vulnerable populations, to to children, to uh, victims of domestic violence, um, to people living with disabilities that may need a social worker, to all of these different cases we had, we had mentioned today. That's why we care about the bill, because we care about them.
1: Okay, for instance, okay, Singapore, our neighbors, yeah, they have they have an accreditation system, accreditation system mm-hmm. where social workers need to be accredited and also registered. Okay, so when our Malaysian social workers okay, go across the to, to to work in Singapore, uh the Singapore Association will write to us again and ask whether the candidates uh has the, you know, do we recognize their qualification? Mm. Okay, so we have to verify whether they are coming from you know uh, the the social back social work program that which the Malaysia Association Social Workers also recognise. Then we will reply if if it's positive, then then they, the person can be registered. Otherwise, they wouldn't be be uh, you know be recognised. Mm-hmm. So so you can see how the element of uh, legislation comes into the picture. To me, the when I mean the state I mean you say the government government has the role to ensure that only a qualified person and a fit person okay to be entrusted to work with vulnerable people in in, in social welfare people will always equate social welfare with poverty mm. okay so when there's poverty then you know people will use a very charitable kind of approach is is just like you know as a good heart you know you don't have to expect too too much you know uh but you know in 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 social work, it's not about charity; it's about the dignity and worth of the person that we are working with. Yeah, so so that is something which be for us, is important to have the bill. Okay, not only for recognition, but to protect the interests of the person that we serve.
0: All right. Um, right, let's go for another quick break Um, and then we'll come back. I want to address more about misconceptions and I will talk a bit about the campaign that both MASW and UNICEF are running right now as well. On the show with me today are Dr. Tio Ai-Hua, President of the Malaysian Association of Social Workers and Saskia Bloom, Chief of Child Protection at UNICEF Malaysia. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on Live and Learn, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture with me Lim Su and joining me on the show today are Dr. Tio Ai President of the Malaysian Association of Social Workers and Saskia Bloom, Chief of Child Protection at UNICEF Malaysia and we are talking about the vital role that social workers play in our society and how much training that goes into you know have uh, creating a social worker that's qualified and competent to in turn serve the community to help individuals who are um, vulnerable and dr Tio, when we ended our second um, part you know you ended with saying that social work is not about charity but about dignity and i want to use that to segue into misconceptions um because i feel like a lot of people often think of social work as charity as voluntary work i mean do you yeah. hear that often and what impact yeah. does that have
1: <laughs> yeah uh it, that has been the, the the picture not only in, in malaysia okay mm-hmm. i i i discuss this with my counterparts in in ASEAN in particular yeah because culturally uh we re, uh our region relies on volunteers okay charity and volunteers yeah and and the the culture the our religions okay promotes okay people to do charity okay so so that's how you know uh when when social work as a profession okay it doesn't resonate or doesn't give a clear picture of and that, that this is a professional work. Mm. Um, it's, it's quite foreign <laughs> in a sense, okay? But we have to acknowledge that a lot, we, we, we still need volunteers, okay? So when we, we start promoting the bill, we have to educate the people, uh, you know, the stakeholders that this is not the bill to regulate volunteers. This social profession bill is about social workers, mm. professional social workers, regulating professional social workers. We still need a volunteers. Okay, the difference is that volunteers are people who have their own daily jobs, other daily jobs, but they they give their time, okay, and energy, okay, for a good cause. No doubt there are very there are some very prominent volunteers who, who do who have done a lot of great work, okay, in helping the society. But when it comes to more uh, complicated cases that deals with law, that deals with you know a long term uh, care that's where you need full-time staff, full-time workforce. And that is where the, the social workers come in. Okay? Because, uh, for instance, I take, for example, yeah, uh, in, on child protection. okay. There are cases now uh, okay, where the child is, is in the institution because both parents are in jail mm-hmm. because of drugs. 20, 30 years ago, we, we might have a single parent because the, the husband is in jail. The mother is still there. But... You know, in the current situation, we have cases where both parents are in jail. So, what do you do with the child? Okay, and then how do you prepare the child to reintegrate with the family when the, the parents comes out? Okay, so that's the you know uh for, for so that's where the statutory social work uh, uh function comes in to ensure that you know the the interest of the child and also the the family okay can be can be uh they take it, take it, taken care of.
0: Mm. Saskia, any other myths or misconceptions about social work that you've heard or that you'd like to address? Sure, I think in addition to what Dr Teo said, I think the um, one
2: misconception is that uh, social work is only relevant for uh, what we call here the hardcore poor. Only the hardcore poor, poor may ever need a social worker. Mm. But the truth is that disaster can strike any household, any family. Any of us might at one point in their life... Uh, be in need of a social worker, or someone we love and as part of our family might need may need to need a social worker. And I think by making it a matter of you know only the the the, the most marginalized or the the hard might need a social worker, it reflects also on on uh, on how we view social work as a as a profession. So I think it's a really important. Uh, it's really important to keep in mind because then it also makes it uh, a matter that is um, that resonates more with with everyone, right?
0: Mm. I mean, it, at the end of the day, public perception does influence political will, right? And if we want things to move forward when it comes to the Social Work um, Profession Act, for example, you need people to also get involved and to push their own um uh, representatives, their own MPs, to actually do something about it. Um, then I want to use this to move on to um, the campaign that UNICEF and MASW has recently launched. Um, it's called Heroes Among Us. Um, Saskia, tell me more about the campaign.
2: Sure. So, uh, MASW and UNICEF wanted to do this campaign. I mean, first of all, as you heard, MSW has their 50 years this year, so a mm-hmm. uh, big cause of, of celebration. And we really wanted to make the broader public understand about social work. Um, so really that social workers who we call our, our heroes in this campaign uh, get the recognition that they deserve. Um, but we also want to move beyond celebrations. Um, we do feel from what, and what we hear from the social workers, of course, is that passing the social work bill would also be a clear sign that yes, uh, Malaysia values its social workers. Uh, wants them to stay in Malaysia and values the work that they do. Um, and after the, the bill, I think it might also be a starting point for further um, discussions around investment into social work. So we really want to uh, showcase how, what an amazing job social workers do, the impact social workers uh, have. Um, so that's why you will see with, with the main campaign video, it's a really I think it's a it's it's a very touching but also an uplifting message
0: about social work. Mm, um, definitely, I'll be including a link to that in our podcast description if you if any one of you want to check it out. Um, and perhaps I'll end with a message from both of you from what you want listeners to do. You know what can listeners do to um you know play their small part in supporting the work that social workers do. I'll start with you, Saskia. I think, first of all,
2: uh, maybe learn more about social work. So we have a microsite as well for, for the campaign that summarizes a little bit the state of, of social work in Malaysia and, mm-hmm. and what social work is all about. Talk about social work. If you know a social worker, I give them a pat, uh, pat on the back <laughs> for the amazing work that they do. And I, I think you know, if you if you share the campaign messages, uh, like the content, I think that will already uh, be a huge help to the campaign.
0: Mm. Uh, what is the microsite?
1: The microsite is actually at the Malaysian Association's uh, uh, web, website. Okay? Mm, okay. It's www.masw.org.my. Then you go to the website, you can go to the Heroes Among Us. There's a there's a There's a, a tab there. there. All there's right. Tap, sure. yes,
0: yes. Yep. And your message, Dr. Dio?
1: Well, I hope that uh, I will, we would like to thank uh, UNICEF uh, for, for supporting us Okay, in coming up with this video. We, you see, social workers are... We, normally, we don't do public uh, statement about our clients due to our uh, ethical values and code of, code of ethics. So we don't address the issues of the client in the open. Yeah. Uh, so that's why you, you don't see social workers coming out and tell, tell them, this is what we have done and all this. Mm. Okay. So in this video, what we, we hope to see is that uh, because the three the three social workers in the video are real social workers. They are full-time social workers, okay? Uh, So we want want people to see, okay, that social workers work in different environment, different organizations, to to recognize that social workers play a very important role in in, uh, enhancing uh, families, uh, relationship, uh, society, uh, cohesion, and also uh, to help uh, enhancing resiliency, okay, among among, uh, communities. Um, so we we really hope that you know you will uh, then the, the listener will go to the web, our microsite, look our videos, like it, like suggest it, like it, like and also share, and have a, a different uh, perspective about a helping profession that that can be a career. Mm. Okay, for for our Malaysia. Okay. Mm. okay? Okay, so it's not just just about being volunteers. Being because we have social workers started as volunteers. But eventually they find they find their what you call the meaning of life. Mm. Okay. In, in in doing in, in doing the, the you know in helping people. And eventually they enter, they go, they come to the university, they study social work and they become social workers and make it, you know, uh, a, a career. Of helping people, so that that's what we we hope we can we can achieve from 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 sharing with uh, all our, our Malaysians about what social workers is.
0: All right, thank you both so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. I've been speaking to Dr. Tio Ai President of the Malaysian Association of Social Workers, and Saskia Bloom, Chief of Child Protection at UNICEF Malaysia. Once again, that microsite. Um, you can look for that microsite at www.masw.org. If you missed any part of today's show or any previous Live and Learn episodes, you can download our podcast on bfm.my or on the BFM app. I'm Lim Suan, and this has been Live and Learn, BFM
1: 89.9. You have been listening to a
0: podcast